0: The Strut Podcast is a presentation of Fifty Four Oh Three Productions. You're listening to The Strut with Chili, TD, and Info
1: Joe. It's come true. I'm still.
0: Welcome, friends, to another exciting episode. I say that with a big smile on my face, because if you were watching Thursday night, you know why Strut Nation and Teal Nation are happy. So welcome to another episode of The Strut. We're going to break down the App State game. We're going to look ahead to Saturday night's matchup against Southern Miss. All the cool stuff we've been uh, hopefully producing for you that you enjoy over this season, season two of The Strut. Always a few curveballs. That happened on the show as you know, so sit back and relax. Here comes the strut. You are listening to the strut. (laughs) T D, Info Joe, Teal Nation, Strut Nation. Welcome to 54 minutes of the Moving On from App State. We win. There's no debate. Strut, 3-0 in lather week. Shots don't turn the other cheek. On national TV and blackout, Mountaineer fans tried to back out. Saturday night is their nighttime. Joe's going to miss his bedtime. If you don't go, it's a crime. Post-game TD feels sublime. Running out of words that rhyme. Climb, climb, dime. Chili raps are on time. 2-3-4-hut. You're listening to the Strut. This week's episode, TD, brought to you by the Atlanta Association, is entitled, The Eagles Will Have Four Black Eyes. What? Four because of Mississippi. Get it?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I, well, I was like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> <laughs> you almost got that one by me, Chili. A good job. Well, I'll try. Welcome in. Welcome in. Welcome in to another edition of the Strut Podcast. Um, i tell you what. I don't know if it's because the uh, we had a lunar eclipse or the nice, cool, dry air that's moved in after about three or four humid, hot days. Or maybe it was just that we shut up a lot of App State fans on th- Thursday night last week. <laughs> but somehow it just feels better sitting here on the corner of Ninth Avenue and Collins and historic downtown Conway. TD,
0: may How I ask you? a question about that real quick while you're saying that? I don't want to interrupt you, but I just want to ask this quick question. Ask a question. Are you saying that the weather outside is not so hot, hot, hot now?
1: It is not hot, hot, hot.
0: I just Joe, I don't know why I felt moved to word it that way. I just wanted to bring that up.
1: I was hoping somebody would uh, would would catch on to that. I was teeing that up pretty good.
0: Well, wait till you uh, hear the intro this week, TD.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, I know I know how your Thursday, Friday, and some Saturday went for you, but uh, how was your week? That was
2: from last week to this week. Oh, could it have been any better? Honestly, really? Yeah, national (laughs) TV, packed house, App State and town. We led from start to finish just about and put them away to go to 8-1 and now and virtually on the verge of the division championship and a spot in the championship game coming up. I mean, it couldn't have been any better. And then you get a Saturday to watch. Just sit back and watch all the carnage that ensued on Saturday. So it's been a great week and a couple of days of this week as we look ahead to Southern Miss on Saturday.
1: Jilly, how about you? How how was your week? It was, brother.
2: It's been a good
0: week. I mean, I just when you get back to work after winning that Thursday night game, I work with a couple of App State alums, and it's it's amazing how intentional ignorance sets in. Like, oh, what was the score? I didn't catch it. So there was some stuff uh, put around the school. <laughs> I'll just say that.
1: Oh man! Well, here, here's the thing. We always talk about whether you win or lose, you got to turn the page and we always do it. We always talk about the week it was in the belt, the game. We're going to touch on all things coastal app state and then look forward to, to Southern miss. And, and actually one of my more anticipated, uh, games, not necessarily Southern miss, but I'm wearing my, for those that watch the YouTube channel and in honor of Joe Cashin and my dad and my friend Taylor James and, and others who have served this country, Um uh, uh, whether you're a prisoner of war or a KIA or, or, or served honorably, uh, again, you'll you're, you'll hear us pretty emphatically talk about our appreciation for the military service, men and women in this country, and I'm wearing my Chauncey, my, my Patriot Chauncey hoodie today with my Patriot Chauncey uh, cap, so this coming Saturday is a day after uh, Veterans Day, so it's Military Appreciation Day. It's senior, senior night, and uh, so a lot going on, but we'll get to that later, but All things special, too. We are recording this at 830 on Tuesday night. It is election night, so I'm sure uh, there's a lot going on in your various communities and states where you listen to it. Uh, Probably going to take a little bit of uh, thunder from Chile, but I want to tee this up for him. Strut Nation, Till Nation, thank you all. The amount of followers and listens and spins, if you will, on these podcasts uh, continue to climb. I mean, just escalate and climb. Cannot thank you all enough. We don't say thank you enough. We should say thank you more. Thank you to those that have invested your time to listen to us, whether it be 54 minutes or an hour and 54 minutes. So with that being said, I know Chili's got some fun things to talk about in regards to what was in the belt, what will be in the belt. And then overall how the reach of the program and and the podcast is getting out there.
0: Well, I like to say it now. So thanks Teddy. I do want to say thank you, Joe, for your service. You have retired and we appreciate everything you did. And I just want to say personally, I am the grandson and son of a World War II and Vietnam vet, respectively. So it means a lot to me too for Veterans Day.
2: Well, thank y'all very much. Every every one of us has been touched in some way by someone mm-hmm. serving a, a cause bigger than themselves. So I'm appreciative of everyone, no matter yeah. what yeah. branch you were, if you put on a uniform, thank you. That's right.
1: That's right. I'll, I'll say this to, to kind of put a bow on it. If you are a member of someone who has served, like a family member, uh, a descendant of someone who served, know someone who served, this week, to, I, I think it's so, I think it's, um, it's fascinating, it's very apropos, as they say, that election night and Veterans Day is literally in the same week, so we get to practice democracy in a republic, and we touched on that, Chili and I are big history guys, and Joe is too, but. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that just for like just literally two seconds. Is Those two really fundamental things that make America great is the ability to elect our leaders and then also support and show appreciation for our leaders and the armed forces, military branches of this country. So from all of us on the Strut Podcast, I, I know I can speak for Jill and Chill when I say this. If you see a veteran, active military, or family member of someone of both, tell them thank you. Buy them a cup of coffee. I mean, just, just hug them, tell them you love them, tell them you appreciate them. We may be on different sides of your political affiliations or what have you, but at the end of the day, the red, white, and blue, the star spangled banners, all that we uh, that we work and live and play under, you see somebody like that, just tell them thank you, man. Just tell them thank you.
0: Well said, T.D. Let's uh, go ahead and go around the belt now. In the week that was in the Sun Belt, did you all hear what happened Thursday night? Uh, In case ooh, you ooh, missed ooh. it, TD, because I know you might have missed some detail. Um, was it the Rocky Mountain Valley
1: League or whatever? Did somebody play yeah, that That was like a, <laughs> the the Westmoreland. What uh, was that Buck one you liked, Joe? Versus-
0: the Buckeye Athletic Association. <laughs> the, Buckeye Athletic Association. <laughs>
1: the Buckeye Athletic Association.
0: They had their right. annual banquet Thursday even. night. And then we also what had a football game. 35-28 good guys over the bad guys. Um, Marshall went okay. to Old Dominion, 12-0 final. Georgia State traveled to Southern Miss 4214 Georgia State. Uh South Alabama traveled to Georgia Southern 3831. Troy okay. went to Louisiana, 2317 Troy, Texas State, Louisiana, Monroe, 3130 Louisiana, Monroe in Monroe. And finally James Madison traveled to Louisville, the final score there was 34-10 Louisville over James Madison. So I think maybe – yeah, I think we had the biggest game of the week, no doubt about that whatsoever. But South Alabama winning, taking victory from Georgia Southern, and the same thing with Troy taking it from Louisiana. Um, the West seems pretty secure at this point, guys. What do you all think?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Troy's to lose, and I don't think they're going to lose. I mean, they have games coming up. They have Army at home this week. And then they close out with ULM at home, and then at Ark State. So obviously, the Army game has no bearing on what happens in the in the league. But you know, those last two, they're not they're not going to lose to ULM and Ark State. Their last best chance to lose was at Louisiana on Saturday, and you know, they blew Louisiana blows a seventeen nothing lead, and uh, you know, Kamani Vidal scores with five seconds left, hits a pylon, you know, they run it in to, to win the game. And well you know, Louisiana? You know, I mean, <laughs> geez, I mean. No one shows up at that game. No one. I mean, less than 8,000 people there. I mean, it's a shame too, man. I mean, you're looking at a program that, you know, hadn't done anything until Billy Napier got there. He wins big in four years. I mean, they had a great run with him. You know, division championships, bowl wins, conference championship. He leaves and and no one shows up for a big game. I mean, it's just – it's hard to – well, the angst on the angst on social media was pretty palpable, but uh, yeah, I think Troy—it's—it's it's theirs to lose now. Now they've gotten past that Louisiana hurdle. South Al has some—they're going to need some help to get there. And I think it's just you know, basically, basically down to those two now to, to see who goes. And I, I Troy easily has the inside edge.
1: Agreed. You know, that's you know that was the I'll to compliment what Joe said. Um, this is in no way criticism. Uh, to the football team, but, you know, for four or five years, Bill Napier does lead that program to heights it hadn't seen ever. You know, we're going to go through transitions like that here at Coastal, so I would hope our fans hear this and acknowledge us and educate themselves. You're going to go through transitions. Man, you got to support your team. I mean, that I saw that too, Joe, and, and this is a criticism actually on the fans, and, and I saw the same thing on Twitter and Facebook, and you know what? It's a shame because y'all have had a very – as much as we don't like each other, like we don't like App State, your your ball team deserves more. That's about as critical as I'm gonna get. They they deserve more. Those kids play hard. They're having a a uniquely tra- challenging year because there's a lot of transition going on. But eight thousand. I mean, you're talking about a fan base that's usually packing twenty five thousand in there sometimes, and it's that's a shame. That's a shame to see that. Uh, but hey, it's not just about Louisiana. It's about the Sun Belt, y'all. It, it's about the conference as a whole. That's how the the optic I'm looking at it. If it's on TV, it doesn't matter if it's ESPN Plus or ESPN. You got to show up, man. It helps the conference out. It helps the conference in recruiting. It helps the conference in TV appeal. You name it, everything in between. So, but uh, Troy pulled it out. They literally, uh, Louisiana literally snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Sure uh, did in that game. <laughs> and so did so did Georgia Southern. So, too many. That was uh, a
0: wacky week. I remember. I, I'll be honest with you. Now, the point when we're not playing, if we play on TV, if we're playing away, and I'm home watching it. I'll set up a computer or two and watch other Sunbelt action as opposed to whatever big-time game is going on on CBS mm-hmm. or ABC now. So yeah. and I'll be yeah. honest with you, partially to do a better job on this podcast, but the second reason is just more interesting to me because it affects me directly. So I've been Agreed. watching two and three games a Saturday, and it's all Sunbelt action across the board here at my house. And I can be honest with you, TD, you've nailed it because there's some of these, these fan bases that would rather stay at home and complain then go to the game and be a part of the action and try to, you know, support. So that's that's the, that's the trend I'm seeing with a couple of our schools that have been traditionally pretty good teams. That just their, their fan bases are not there, but they have no problem being a social media warrior.
2: Well, a lot of the problem is, too, that some of these fan bases go to the, the, the Power 5 schools in the state rather than going to where their G5 school, you know, where they really need to be. They're, yeah. going Georgia, they're going to, go to watch Georgia-Tennessee. or they going to go watch? Are they going to go watch LSU and Alabama? You know, I mean, let's just you know, put it out there. Yeah, that's what, the, that's mm-hmm. what they and do. A, you know, and of course, now we're not we're not immune to that either. That's happened here. You know, a lot less lately, thank goodness. But that's you know, that's affected our crowds in the past too. But you know, but you go back to that South Alabama, Georgia Southern game. I mean. I was a shootout. That was kind of fun to watch. I was watching that thing. I mean, Georgia Southern had them. I mean, they twice had like a two-score lead in that thing. It couldn't hang on. South Al keeps themselves in it by winning that one. Guys, I tried to watch Marshall and ODU, and it was just it is – it is amazing. It is amazing to see how pedestrian ODU is. It is amazing. I mean, they scored 49 points against us, and in the last three games, they've totaled a grand total of 40 they got shut out at home the other day. True story. I texted Jamie while this game was going on. I said, "ODU is as pedestrian as they can be. They are average as they can be." And he texted me back. He said, "Let's not talk about ODU." <laughs> 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 but it was it was just it was just so bad to watch. I mean, turnovers, missed opportunities, old Dominion offensively, Marshall's defense, we know what, you know, I know how good they are. Labor went over 100 yards but you didn't do against us, but gosh, that was just brutal football. To how did, how do you, how did, how did Coastal lose to ODU? That's the biggest head scratcher of the year. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I, I keep reflecting back on that. And I watched that game too. And I, we were texting about it. I turned it off maybe within the second quarter. It was brutal. Like it, it was brutal. It never got, got any too, better. It just <laughs> never got any better. No. I'll say this to, to, to go back, you know, to not to reflect too, too far. I'm going with some long dive trial. I think it had a lot to do. I think offensively, defensively, I think if Jamie and, and Chad were here on the porch with us, you know, with me right now, I think they would agree. I think the install of packages offensively, defensively were just off. I think a lot of youthfulness, inexperience. I think low energy, thin at certain positions. And and for those that are listening to this, that you're, that you, you know, you view everything through teal lenses. And for those that are going to be new listeners that we probably ticked off with the group of five tweet i sent out prior to this that are gonna be new listeners these are no excuses odu kicked our backside they sure did Mm -hmm. they They were better we we owned it but i think if you ask those gentlemen i think the install the packages we had offensive defensively and special teams it we just did that we we didn't we didn't execute from the install we didn't execute on the field low energy thin the whole nine it was just as bad as we've looked in three and a half years and look it was good medicine for our program. It it told our yeah. young guys. Mm-hmm. It recalibrated our young guys. It, I, I text you all. It reminded me of the year we went ten and one. We lost to a Division two school, Newberry. They beat us twenty one to fourteen. And right after that, the next nine games, we absolutely wore people's backside out. I mean, it made us realize if you don't prepare, you will get beat. It does not matter who the appointed opponent is. It does not matter when you play them. If you do not prep, you will get beat. And you know what? I think it's been good medicine because, I, I, Joe, you said it. There was a better energy when you get on the plane at Marshall. There was a better energy I saw pregame. There was a better energy on the sideline. And I think you're seeing that now. And look, it may prevent us from being in a CFP ranking or whatever. But I think overall, as a program, if we only have one loss this year, that would be a moment where I think our program grew up again in that loss. And you just have to take that. You just have to take it and go with it.
0: Oh, I agreed. Um, Coming up this week on the Sun Belt, Thursday, the fighting Clay Heltons of Georgia Southern travel to the Louisiana Red Hot Chili Peppers. Saturday action. James Madison in Old Dominion goes to Old Dominion. Excuse me. Um, are they? They're calling it the Royal Bowl or something like. that. Is that what they're calling it?
2: Yeah, they're calling it the Oyster Bowl. So it's kind of an okay. annual game that they've had in Norfolk every year for a long, long time since back in the thirties. In fact, that stadium that Old Dominion used to be in was called the Oyster Bowl because it looked like literally two shells of an oyster before they had the redo a few years ago. As they, as they, uh, you know, transitioned into uh, okay. into the you know, Conference USA and whatnot. I but, think
1: uh, it, they 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 missed the name on this boys. That was an easy one. They could have taken. and They didn't. What is it? The Royal Rumble. Oh yeah. I, I said Royal, I think, but I feel like I saw some on social yeah.
0: media where they were talking about calling it Royal something. The Royal, I don't know.
1: The Royal pain royal in the butt. I guess or, I don't know. Yeah, Royal something. I, I saw, but they could have called it Royal Rumble,
2: man. I do like Royal Rumble. Got, I'll be. It would be nice if vote you win that game though. Sure enough, I mean absolutely, man. that would be helpful. ULM will travel to Atlanta to Turner Field
0: to take on Georgia State. UMass travels to Arkansas State. That might be the same score as the uh, Marshall ODU game. App State travels to Marshall. Army goes to Troy. Texas State goes to South Alabama. And Southern Miss will be visiting us at the Big Hooter on Saturday night.
1: The Big Hooter.
0: Hey, I Um, want to point one game out, if I can start it off, if y'all don't mind. Sure, go ahead. I am really looking forward to seeing highlights and just kind of maybe watching the replay of the App State-Marshall game. That's a a special weekend for Marshall this weekend because they're honoring Mm -hmm. the plane crash victims. I think that one, the helmet's going to be designed to that logo for that season. There's a few other things. I think the the white stripes going to have the names of the people who passed away exactly. in yes. the plane crash. So, you know, we talked about that the week we played Marshall, how much respect we have for the program to get through that and since he'll be successful and turn out who they've turned out. So I'm looking forward to kind of just maybe catching some highlights or even watching that full game of Marshall out of state. Plus, I'm really pulling
2: hard for Marshall in that game. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it interesting, though, that game really doesn't have any bearing on anything in terms of what the league is. I mean, both those teams are fighting for bowl eligibility, and that's really all that matters. You know, just who can come out of there with a win. I mean, App App has to win, what, two of their last three, I think, to get to a bowl. I was listening to one of their podcasts, and they were talking about, and this is amazing to me, amazing how every year since 2004, if it wasn't mandated by the NCAA that they couldn't go to a postseason play, They've been in postseason play. I, I, that, that, I, that's, kind of, that's kind of startling when you think about it. It's like that is amazing. Either FCS playoffs or bowls ever since two thousand four. You know, but they got to win two of their last four to get there, or two of their last three rather.
0: I see a really difficult time for App State traveling to Marshall to win that game after losing the way they lost to us on Thursday, and then they get a couple extra days to prepare like we did coming out of the Marshall game, not Marshall. Before that, sorry. But, yeah. I mean, that's just something right. I see as a, as a problem for them getting ready for that. Just, well, well, they, I think they Boston's going to be up for it.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you figure they'll get ODU at home next week, but then they got to go to Georgia Southern, close it out. So, two of their last three on the road at, at two pretty good football teams. So Sean,
1: yeah. Sean Clark touched on that. He said three of our last four games were on the road. And, interesting enough, all three games they were busting to. We touched on that in the last podcast. Alex. I know. I know. Uh, that, that, they're busting. I, I think the game that intrigues me, Chilly touched on that one, is um, what's going to intrigue me is, is is kind of for weird reasons. Army Troy intrigues me. Army Troy intrigues me, and here's why. I, I, I fully expect Troy to win. But why I'm intrigued is catching Army. And you two gentlemen know where I'm going to go with this. Catching Army in week one or week two of your season, Mm -hmm. you can kind of prep some things in camp for the triple option. Catching that crowd week 10, if you will, you've literally got to shut everything else down that you've done, prepare for that. You can't really prep for the next week at all because for those that don't understand, you're prepping for this week, but you've got analysts, definitely size and scope of a program, that are already putting analysis together for the week that's upcoming or the week's upcoming. I find that game interesting. They're going to literally have to shut down the engines for what they've seen, go completely triple option and ten times a game passing it, and then come right back, swing right back to get back into more of a run and shoot, spread, offense, you know. And I just – I wonder – I wonder what that's going to do. I see Joe's kind of head kind of smirking. Mm -hmm. I see Chili. I wonder – what that's going to have an effect on them from a preparatory and then production level going into this week and the following week. So they may not lose this game. I just wonder what the impact's going to be with having to go completely 180 degrees in their prep for a team this week out of conference. Hmm. That's why it's intriguing to me.
0: You know, you were talking, I just had a thought to go along with that, is Troy just won an emotional game on the road. Yep. Probably a pretty physical game going to Louisiana, and they got to come back and get ready for a team like you described with Army. So that's that's a challenge, having to come back home after an emotional, probably a pretty physical game, where they played Louisiana, scoring at the last there to win twenty three seventeen. That's something I hadn't thought about until now, TD. I'll be honest with you.
1: I just I find it interesting that that's going to happen because then the very next week, to Joe's point, they got to have U L Monroe, and I just wonder. To Joe's point, they're going to be favored. I just wonder if UL Monroe can take advantage of Troy having to completely go 180 degrees in their preparation and catch Troy after an emotional Louisiana game and a black and blue game like Army's going to give them. I just wonder if ULM catches them in week 13, or is that week 12 or 13, week 12.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just, kind of, just kind of food for thought.
2: Games I'm looking at are well i mentioned one already jmu at old dominion i mean can old dominion muster up enough offense to stay in this one against the jmu team that's kind of flagging right now you know they got off to that unbelievable five and oh start but as as you get into this thing and you start getting some guys that go down some ones that go down you just don't have the depth yet jmu just doesn't quite have the depth yet and they've kind of had to go deep into that depth chart with some guys and it's starting to show and coach signetti was talking about that a little bit and some uh, some comments over the weekend, and then on his uh, on his teleconference in the Sun Belt earlier this week. I mean, it's like it is what it is. You know, they're they're gonna put guys out there. They're going you know, they've they've already had you know, exceeded I think some expectations, but do they have enough to get to the finish line? I don't think Centeo, uh still is healthy. I watched a little bit of their uh, game with Louisville the other night. Played well for a half, just didn't have enough gas at the end, and that's yeah, it's not a great Louisville team, to be honest with you. But Louisville ran it up on them in the second half, and then. You know, again, does, does ODU have enough there? If ODU wins that game, that gives JMU their third conference loss. ULM at Georgia State. Does ULM have anything for a Georgia State team that went to Hattiesburg and just absolutely rolled up Southern Miss last week? I mean, it made it look easy. <laughs> I mean, the Jekyll and Hyde team of the Sun Belt is Georgia State. I mean, you just don't know yeah. what you're going to get with that crowd one week to the next. One week they're dreadful. The next week they're CFP material. You know? I mean, it's just crazy. ULM beats Georgia State. That's their third conference loss. And, you know, where does that leave us on Saturday night, right? I mean, mm-hmm. do, I mean do, we, do, you, do you break out the bubbly a little bit earlier? Or do you, you wait and go ahead and take care of business yourself? But those are the games I'm going to be watching.
0: Um, let's go around real quick and see who we think is going to win. Uh,
2: Georgia Southern at
0: Louisiana. Who will we calling in that one? I like Southern.
1: I like Southern, too.
0: I'll, I'll go Southern also. Uh, JMU at ODU.
2: Hmm.
0: Man, and I, I just like racked.
2: I just ragged all over ODU, to you, but I'm going to pick them. I'm going to say, you know what, they get off the deck this week. They get off the deck, and they figure it out. They get off the deck. All right.
1: I'll go JMU. Jennings, uh, I, I saw some information that Jennings may not be able to go this week. And if Jennings can't go, you just you just lost one of the top five targets in the country. Not mm-hmm. on their team, in the country. He averages, what, 140-something or 50-something yards a game in a TD. And he went – silent last week
2: well the last the last two weeks he's the last two well, weeks he's caught five for, for five for forty seven in the last two games he hasn't done anything the last two weeks
1: apparently he's had some nagging injury that he's it's finally it, he's at a crossroad again just listening to some of that information coming out of um jmu's uh podcast and whatnot i'm Appa- not jodu's podcast excuse me. apparently he's got some type of nagging injury he may not be able to go this week i'm sure he'll go because of the game but He's hampered by an injury, so I, I'm going JMU. Is Centayo back? That's the question. I have. Yeah, he he, he yeah. played,
2: but I mean, I don't. He he doesn't look For like Centayo.
1: For this game, right? So I will hey, assume he's I, there. I, yeah, I, you figured so, but I'm gonna go JMU this game.
0: I'm going JMU also. ULM traveling to Georgia State. I think we're gonna get Hyde this week, so I'm gonna go with ULM.
2: Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. They
0: Interesting. won a big game against Southern Miss, and they looked really well. They scored a lot of points, gave up 14 points on the road. So they're coming back home. I see ULM just because of the Joe's uh, comparison
2: to Jekyll and Hydes. So I'm going ULM and the Fighting Bowdens. I'm gonna go Fighting Bowdens with you, Chili. I'm gonna I'm I'm jump in the I'm gonna jump in the trenches with you. Let's go Fighting Bowdens. Come on, Bowdens. Warhawks. Come on, Warhawks. <laughs> Come on, TD. What you got?
0: <laughs> he's gonna pick. Look, he's gonna pick Georgia State. Look. I'm
1: going a little different. Here's why. I'm going Georgia State because Sean Elliott can smell bowl eligibility. He's gonna have seven Red Bulls. Tickets are going for four dollars <laughs> a pop out in left field.
2: <laughs> that much gonna
1: be a there's gonna be a crowd of about two hundred and forty seven people there. And the Georgia State Turner Field Wildcat hmm. Panthers pull off closer than the experts think. Channeling my lead course so I miss him on Miss him on college game day, but channeling my league course. So closer than the experts think. I think Georgia State pulls one game closer. Did, did you just give
0: me and Joe a not so fast, my friend? Absolutely not so that fast. fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, UMass, Arkansas State. I see that final like three, three nothing Arkansas State, maybe. Ark State wins.
1: Uh, I'm, a, I'm probably going to go Ark State,
0: but tight. App <laughs> <Ab> State <laughs> travels up the mountain to Marshall.
2: I'm going Marshall. That's an interesting game here, you know. I mean, I I I, I hate it, but I'm going out.
0: TD's having some lather before he <laughs> shares his thoughts on that.
1: No, no, no lather. Hey, hot tea tonight, boys. Hot tea tonight. I'm ashamed to admit it. I'm going, Marshall, I think, because they're going to be able to control the clock with a running game. And because I said that, I just had this weird vision that Bryce, uh, Chase Bryce is going to throw for like 300
2: yards. But that's that's what uh, I think he's gonna do.
1: I, God, I hate to admit it. I'm gonna go. I actually, you know what? I'm gonna go App State because of that reason right there. I think they throw the ball for 300 some yards. I mean, it really does because Marshall, their back end secondary is suspect.
0: So I'm y'all are going respect. with the App State bussing Mountaineers. The bussing Mountaineers. With, Got it. I'm
1: going with the the bussing Mountaineers.
0: They get no frequent flyer miles at App State. Army no. at Troy. I think I'm gonna go Troy. I'm
1: going Troy. I'm going Troy, but again, I think they're going. They, 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 it, I think Troy pulls away late, but I think they walk out of there with some challenges, though, black and blue challenges. I really do.
0: Uh, Texas State at South Owl. I got South Owl. South Owl. South Owl. And Southern Miss playing the good guys. I think we kind of know who we're picking on that one. Shots up, baby. Sean's up. <laughs>
1: I got the uh, beach chickens as many of the callers on the group of five callers. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, if you're one of those callers from the group of five and you listen to this tonight because we got you dialed in, God, grow up, man. You're throwing in up. like it's a football game played by a bunch of 18 and 20-year-olds. Like, live it, love it, move on from it.
2: I I love it actually. I listened to some of that today. I think it's absolutely hysterical. Everybody hates coastal. <laughs> well, let's just just put a little fuel in the fire and let's just reflect. Good for them. If they feed on that hate.
0: <laughs> so speaking of hate, Joe, they hate here us, is hate some us. information about what happened this past Thursday. In case you didn't notice, TD, Coastal beat Appalachia State 3528. Uh total yards, coastal 476 app. 367. Coastal had 284 passing and 192 rushing. App, 279 passing, 88 yards rushing. Time of possession, Coastal, 37 minutes, 56 seconds. App, 22 minutes and four seconds. JT Killen led the shots with eight tackles. Kennedy Roberts had a fumble recovery. Taven Jackson had an interception and one of the my favorite all-time interception returns that did not end for a touchdown that Return lasted forever. And I kept going, Whoa, and would look back, and he was still running this field, this side of the field, back and forth. So that was an amazing interception return. Stopped that, that, at the that's one about yard where 10 money. minutes
2: that's about where 10 minutes of time of possession
0: came in right there. Yeah, right there. On the one interception. Individually <laughs> speaking, Grayson McCall 18 of 26, for 253, two touchdowns. Chase Bryce had a good night 19 of 28, 279, two touchdowns, and the one interception. Leading rusher for the shots, Jared Brown, three carries, 84 yards and a touchdown. Nate Knoll led the uh, Bussing Mountaineers, six carries, 32 yards. Pinkney, our leading receiver, four catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. Their leading receiver was Horn, four catches, 57 yards. And I think the stat of the game, App State led for 0.0, 0 seconds of the entire game.
1: That's correct. That, uh... Joe, we always always kick it off with you. What did you see from the headset up in the
2: booth? Great ball game. You know, it was a lot of fun to broadcast, a lot of fun to be a part of, um, a part of that atmosphere. Great showing by our students. I mean, just Mm. tremendous. Can't say enough about them. Can't say enough about our crowd that bought tickets and showed up. You know, obviously, App had a good crowd. We knew that they would, but our people showed up. They were loud. There was high energy in that place. We, you know, took our first possession, went and scored. App was the first team all year that won the toss and took the ball because their strategy is they don't want to fall behind against Coastal. It's interesting to hear them talk about that kind of stuff. You know, that's what they that's how they want to play it. They want to take the ball and go score. Um, you know, got some stops when we needed to. Third down conversions in the second half were so huge for this team. I mean, we were one for four at halftime, and I think it was eight for 11 in the second half, and three of those were monster third downs. I mean, we're not talking third and inches, third and 10, mm-hmm. third and 11, and then finally the third and 12 to put the game away. Uh, just a, a huge, huge win. For this football team, I want to give some kudos to out, you know, just some things I've heard from the coaches. Again, our defense forced two turnovers. We're now number five in the country and turnovers forced with 21 on the season. Josiah Stewart had five tackles. He graded out at 86%. Whip tail all night. It's a comment I got. Uh, Shane Bruce had seven tackles. He was 92% on 51 snaps. Ton of effort. Intelligent plays for him. Lance Boykin, uh, five tackles, uh, half tackle for loss, 91. Percent on 53 snaps. He played fast and physical. Taven Jackson, the aforementioned uh, Taven Jackson, that pick, he was at 88 percent on 27 snaps. I entered that pick was a huge play. Of course, we got some good pressure too on that mm-hmm. pass. uh Gerard Clark was in there. I'll mention him here in a moment. uh Kennedy Roberts, three tackles, two TFLs, a sack, 95 percent on 40 snaps. And the coach's defensive player of the game was Gerard Clark, two tackles, a tackle for loss, sack, fumble. Recovery, 88% on 36 snaps. He was unblockable all night long, just dominant in there. A big reason why App couldn't run the ball. Kennedy Roberts and big number 15 in there, the big Grizzly, Gerard Clark. Those guys had huge games for us on defense. And then over on the offensive side of the ball, offensive line, our number one guy, again, Willie Lampkin, 95%, at a knockdown block in that game. Uh, Antoine Loper, 73. Uh, Will McDonald had a big one at 90, uh, 90%, also a knockdown block. Uh, for him in this ballgame. So Vaughn Lindsey had a good one at 86% and Dylan Luther, 87 So our O-line did a good job. And how about Evan Crenshaw punting the football away? Again, a big night for him. He flipped the field several times. He's had two big games back-to-back special teams. Kudos to Evan Crenshaw for uh, really, really stepping it up in the last couple of weeks when we needed to. But, uh, you know, just a couple of last thoughts on this thing. You know, you look at this from App State's point of view how do you not make Cam Peoples your, your, your back? How do you, how do you not feed him the ball, you know, 15, 20 times a game and get him into a rhythm? I just, I don't understand that. I mean, you know, some of those guys are good backs. I get it. You know, Harrington's good and Noel's good, but you know, there, they are a couple of Belt guys, you know, Cam Peoples is a next level player. And, and I, 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 I don't know, you know, and maybe if they, maybe if he'd run the ball 20 times, he'd have gotten 60 yards, you know, the way our defense is playing, but. I just didn't understand it. And then how about the coaches on third and 11, you know, <laughs> three minutes to go. We've got to, we've got to grind out a first down or two. We're not going to give him the ball back. Woo, 47 yards over the top. What a call. You know, Jared Brown had a big night, but also had a couple of big drops, came up with the biggest catch of the night, and our guys put it away right there. But, uh, you know, just a great win, big time. You beat Apple on national TV. Everybody's talking about you Friday morning. It's a great win.
1: I'm going to pick up right where, Joe, where you talked about apps, approach, and uh, you and I until listen to, look, you know, they have every opposing team's got a podcast, got a fan page. About the only interaction we do is really social media between Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. But we do. I got, if you're listening to your opposing team, we listen to your podcast. Why? That's the best way to understand your culture, understand the framework of your program, understand your guys, understand expectations, understand the optics of how you view coastal. And as you, I hope you would do for us, right? Uh, We like to find complimentary information, but what I heard pre and post game from a number of their podcasts and and fan boards, you do have an NFL caliber, probably day one, late day one, early day two running back in the backfield who just one year earlier really put it on us up there and boom. Right. And he was a non-factor in this game, a non-factor. Now, Maybe there's things beyond what we're knowledgeable of or, or even the fans up in in uh, in Boone are knowledgeable of, but he didn't look hampered to me. But what I saw was I saw a defense that continues to be criticized for what it doesn't do and what it hadn't done and what it hadn't done and what it's done and what it gave up. But yet, outside of the ODU game, I think there's been five games that we have held a team or six games we have held a team for – under what they have averaged seasonally, or been under 100 yards total rushing offense, and Apps now one of them, Marshall's now one of them. I think there was somebody else early in the year. The point I bring up is, for all things that this is a bend outside of the ODU game, you have to acknowledge that it's been a very bend but don't break defense. So kudos to Chad Stacks, kudos to that defense, and and all the leaders on that side of ball. We're getting hey look. Chase Bryce is a quality, 17-year senior quarterback. He's played college football since the forward pass began. Um, you know, Teddy Gallagher's waking him up with DMs from a year ago, uh, talking about why they transfer up there and wanting to play for a program like that, and lose to a bunch of kids that were ragtag kids down here at the beach and and all that jazz. I'm acknowledging, for those who don't know, if you just go to their fan page or their podcast, I'm acknowledging some of the malarkey that they put out there. Point being is, the one thing I'm going to talk about real quick is, we looked more athletic and faster than App State does. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing about it is we were younger. For those that don't know, go look at their roster versus our roster. They are head and shoulders more seasoned. Hey, red shirt junior, red shirt seniors, you know, six-year senior guys, and we have a bunch of freshmen, sophomores and juniors, and a handful of upperclassmen sprinkled in. The future is bright for this program. Joe Cashin, I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it again. You better get us this year. Well, so far, ain't but one school got us. And I hope that continues. So, some further analytics, just to dovetail in and end it. Offensively, we made plays when they needed to plays. Jared Brown, if he's on a freshman All-American, first team, second team, third team All-American, it's a daggum shame. That kid – has earned the right to be mentioned in that kind of atmosphere, that kind of level. Reese White, again, for the second week in a row. Joker has run like the the kid that we've seen the last two years, just free and fearless and hitting people square between the V and the chest. Receivers made big catches. Mobley made a big catch across middle. Pinckney, it looked like our team, I swear to goodness, grew three inches in this game. I know that's a weird way of saying it, but – offensively, defensively, and special teams to Joe's point, Chili, Crenshaw, if we can can put one more quarter together, like we put three of those quarters together in this game, there ain't nobody on our schedule or who they could put in a bowl game against us that is going to stop us. I'm going to say it right now. We collectively ran the ball, tackled better. We put pressure on Chase Bryce on that offensive line. Big Grizzly, he, he basically said, you see these two A-gaps, you better have a different plan because you're not working here today, baby. There, there's a no work <laughs> being done here today. Big Grizz has sat down in the middle of the corn pile and said, it ain't happening here today. So, uh, not to get too too far off, but I'm so proud of the program. I'm so proud of our fan base. I'm so proud of our students. Um, I know there's been a little, we treated App State's fans, blah, blah, blah. Man, but go up there last year and go up there next year. You heard me on this podcast last week. They they started that malarkey. Now could we have been a little better? Sure, but they they earned it. They and they better own it. But guess what? I saw fear in that program leaving that stadium Thursday night. Chili Joe, we talked about that. They realized they have been surpassed, and they look at Saturday and realize Georgia Southern's coming. Georgia State's starting to turn the corner. Get, they are, there is no fear of App State on the schedule anymore. When you look at it and see that A now, there's no fear. Joe, you, you touched on a lot of analytics. So, for me, it's more of the, the anecdotal, what I saw emotionally, energetically from the stance of the field and back, putting on my helmet. There were performances across that, that field, that entire four quarters. We got creative on offense. We got innovative on defense. We just found a way to play a higher level of ball can we do it this upcoming week versus southern miss we'll talk about that what i think we can and can't do but Chili, what what'd you see man
0: i i can't add anything to what y'all said but let, both... let, let, let 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 me jump in here real fast so some,
2: just one real quick two two quick points i want to make to that i didn't really touch on kudos to Bryce Carpenter for coming in there in the third quarter yes. when Grayson went down you know he he was out for a number of plays how how about the super senior Bryce Carpenter how how invaluable has that kid been to this program maybe yeah as much off the field as he's been on it. You know, I mean, just just a leader, a tough kid who came in there. And that 15-play, 59-yard drive that burned eight and a half minutes, how big was that? App had four total possessions in the second half, a lot of it due to that. And then we haven't really even talked about how great Grayson was. Hobbled as he was yeah. in the second half, made play after play. You know, so, so kudos to our quarterbacks there. And yeah. I just want, want to give a shout-out to those guys, Bryce, and, and, and then certainly QB1 for the job they did.
1: I saw um, – y'all saw some pictures I posted, but I saw – I talked to Big Grizzly, but I talked to uh, – I talked to Grayson, I talked to Bryce after the game and told him I was so proud of them. And then just they, – they just – and it, y'all, to Joe's point, I don't think people realize until these guys are gone next year how fortunate we are to have guys that are just gritty, man, salty, gritty, um, I spoke with a couple of guys. I talked to Josiah I Stewart. I, I, looked, I looked at Big Grizz and said, I'm so proud of you, man. I said, from 115 to another, I'm so proud of how you wear this number, man, and how you play this game. And, and I looked right at him. God's on the right I said, everything that you've gone through off the field, that Joe's touched on during preseason, right, everything that he went through, I looked right between the bolts and said, man, from one, from, from, from one former Sean O'Claire to another, from one guy who wore that jersey wearing now, literally grabbed him. Of a breastplate, and if you can see you too, I probably need to expand out about this far because he's 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 a big old boy. I said, man, I'm so proud of you for everything you've done on the off the field, man. I'm so thank you for what you've done. And he said, we ain't God's on truth, That's why I tweet. He said, we ain't done yet, man. We ain't done yet. I said, good. That's not good. good. I, said, good. Yeah. I like that. They were already they they, they were celebrating, but they were already they, they, their the mind was already already going um, to the next level. That hey, and by the way, the secondary, our secondary. Joe, they've been picked on all year. I thought they played a very quality game. Chili, Joe, I mean, I, 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 they really did. No, Yardage I agree. be darned. I thought they played a quality game. We gave up some big plays, but overall, I think they, they played a very quality game.
0: I was going to make a joke about App State's helmet, but I'm just going to go ahead and stop there, and we'll go ahead and go like a Southern Miss, if that's okay with y'all.
2: <laughs>
0: but, no, but I will slide it in and say that the A on that helmet now stands for antiquated. So here we go. Oh, thank you. Let's talk about Southern Miss, Joe. It was founded in 1910 and it was originally called the Mississippi Southerns. They're creative there. It was called Mississippi Normal College, Mississippi State Teachers College, Mississippi Southern College. And through the years, the school has been known for training teachers. They currently have enrollment of 14,600. They chose the school colors because of the black eyed Susans that populate the area. They have some famous graduates, Brett Favre, Ray Guy, who recently passed away, the uh, great punter from the NFL years ago. The college punter of the year is the Ray Guy Trophy. TD, you may like this one. Another famous graduate from Southern Miss, Jimmy Buffett. Hey, Margaritaville. I'm not going to sing it. Um, And listen to this one. Their mascot's name is Seymour Campus i didn't mess really? that up. I, did. I didn't make that i, a, did, a, I didn't really, know that that's, that's way more creative than what i can do but we're, we're welcoming seymour <laughs> the campus to the big hooter this saturday uh so far overall they are five and four three and two in sunbelt action they opened the year with a loss to liberty 29 27 loss to the miami hurricanes 30 to 7 their first win was northwestern state 64 to 10 they defeated two lane guys 27-24, lost to Troy Big win. 27-10. They won three in a row. Ark State 20 to 19. Texas State 20 to 14. Beat Louisiana 39-24. And just this past week lost to Georgia State 42 to 14. Some notable players. Dominic Quaywan, I probably mispronounced that name. He's third in the Sun Belt and Sacks. Frank Gore Jr is fourth in the conference in rushing as a team. Southern Miss is last in total offense, and they are ranked eighth statistically in total defense. That is a quick little snapshot of Seymour Campus's favorite team, the Southern Miss Golden Eagles.
2: You got, you got, you got, you got TD all over I can't over edit this. You can just
0: keep laughing. Just be TD. It's okay. I mean, it is okay. funny. By the way, if TD, can I add fuel to the fire real quick? When I was looking that up, it's the lowercase D apostrophe campus. So, Stop. TD, Joe, it's Seymour, D, campus. But it's the campus. So, it's a little I'm more French and, and fanciful.
1: I'll, I'll try to be serious. In regards to Ray Guy, you know, um, I, I listened to a couple of the uh, um, Golden Eagle and, and Southern Miss podcasts. They taught me something. So, the boys from Southern Miss—if you listen to this, I'm gonna give you a little credit on this. Did you know that Ray Guy was a four or five sport athlete at in high school and at Southern Miss? Joe, you'll appreciate this. Not only did he have a 93 plus yard punt, Chili, in that same academic year, he also threw a no hitter for the baseball team. Yeah. No. Yeah. He. So he was a halfback. He was a punter. He get kicked off extra points. He also uh, played a little defense. He threw a no-hitter for the baseball team that year. And in high school, won two track and field state championships in the discus and the triple jump. And he was taught how to do both of those on the bus ride to the competition. And that was when he grew up in Georgia. Uh, you talk. About, I say all that to say this. You're talking about a – Athlete, an absolute, just pure athlete. That's what I was getting to. Is they said if if Southern Miss ever asked Ray Guy to ever fill in for a sport, whether it be basketball, track, it didn't matter. He never he never told the university no. That's why he's so beloved down there for a multitude of reasons. He never turned down a, a a signing opportunity. He never turned down a charity opportunity. He never turned down calling a child who was in the hospital or a fan. Who He never turned it down, never, ever asked for anything in return. You know, I listen to those guys. I give them credit. They did a good job of kind of talking about him in general. And uh, i tell you what, man, if you have a good chance, go look up what he did, man. It's, it's pretty impressive. Beyond just what you know as a punter in the NFL, he was an impressive athlete beyond what I thought it was. I mean, we all know Ray Guy's a punter, but I never knew he was that impressive as an absolute multi-sport athlete in high school and in college. That's a
0: message to kids who play sports that specializing is not the way to go.
1: Nope. Nope. There's a a prime example right there. But to get into it, Joe, what do you think, man? What do you see from the headset?
2: Interesting team. You know, you see some of these games on their schedule. Uh, Chili mentioned the four-overtime loss to Liberty that started the season. Liberty's a really good football team right now. They just beat Arkansas. Uh, had a problem down in Miami. They lost to a, a not-great Miami football team there. Not a surprise, though. You go and win it to Lane. Tulane is 17th this week in the college football playoff rankings. It's our only loss. Tulane is really, really good, and this team went in there to New Orleans and beat them. I mean, that's impressive. Now, that, that has great. to just kind of say, wow, you know, this team is capable. This, this reminds me – tell you and i hate to bring this game up again but this kind of reminds me of kind of the game we played a few weeks ago where a team may not look all that impressive on paper their stats may not jump out at you they may not pop but they're capable you know they're unsettled at quarterback they've kind of run three Mm -hmm. different guys at the quarterback spot frank gore is an outstanding running back they look really really good against louisiana i watched that game gore (laughs) threw a touchdown pass against louisiana you know so he's liable to run some quarterback they have him Uh, they're uh, ready to go if if he has to do that. Um, Defensively, they're they're okay there. You know, they're not great. But, again, they they tend to get the job done. Now, they didn't get it done last week against Georgia State as Georgia State went in there and and won big. So, you know, they're going to come to our place, you know, ready to atone for that. You know, Will Hall's in his second year, one of the uh, top young coaches in all of college football, went to the transfer portal, really mined that well. They've got a lot of transfers on this team from Ole Miss and, uh, mississippi state and memphis and the like from all over the place west virginia they've got a kid from there a lot of community college kind of talent uh, on this roster so you know this is a game that's really interesting we're going to have to be ready we got to come out with energy and hopefully on national television 7:30 saturday night game we'll have a packed house we will have that energy and ready to go so you know i think it's going to be an interesting football game got to be got to come ready though got to come ready and we win this game and you know, everything is out there in front of us in terms of the conference championship. No, we're going to go play in that game. So, I, we should have no problem being motivated for this. Agreed. So, the thing
1: that I – I watched them uh, live versus Georgia State. I went back and watched them versus Louisiana. watched them versus Miami. And then briefly watched them versus Tulane. It's interesting, Joe. They're, you know who they remind me of? And I texted you all about this right after the game. I said, they remind me of Georgia State. They remind me of Georgia State a lot where, you know, Granger's now playing better than he was in the first three or four games of this year. They're almost like where Georgia State was those first three or four games where they were still trying to figure out the quarterback position. Now, granted, the similarities in my mind was, yes, they had at Georgia State they have one kid that was solidified as a quarterback. However, Southern Miss, that's really the challenge offensively for them is there's just a revolving door of who's going to be productive that day for their offense. Gore – Gore, Frank Gore Jr. is, he's a workhorse in, in that offense. I mean, I think something like 60 some percent, I heard, I, when I listened to their podcast in there, 63, 4 5 percent of their offense runs through him or something of that nature. Yeah. Uh, the one thing, so offensively, you know, or excuse me, defensively, what we're going to do is if we can do what we've done the last really three or four out of five weeks, limit to shut, downing, shut down the run game, it's going to force either a, uh, uh, inexperienced freshman that they put in at quarterback to uh, Wilk, who can come in and play a little bit. It's going to force the quarterback to really be the designated needle mover for this offense. They're going to play some fun stuff, y'all. So they're going they're going to get in some pistol. They're going to get in some pro sets. They're going to get in, you know. They're going to work off the edge. They're going to work some pro style shotgun offense. Nothing that we haven't seen in the defense. Nothing you all haven't seen in the Strut Podcast Nation Teal Nation, whether you listen or or in person. They're not going to show us anything on paper. They're not going to show anything on film that we haven't seen. They're going to run some trickery plays with Gore, though, to Joe's point. They're going to fake some passes. They're going to do some double reverses. They're going to try to do some things to get us in an over-pursuit situation because we have been so aggressive the last few weeks. If we could just keep everything in front of us, keep everything between the tackles with Gore, Joe, Chili, keep everything between the tackles with Gore, it's going to cause them to be one-dimensional, which is the passing game, which is not their strength not their strength by a long shot. Think Marshall's offense, but yet Georgia State's tenacity uh, uh, and just as a team. Something I saw between they and Georgia State, they can get real mouthy. They can get real emotional real quick. They can get – and why does that matter? Why do I bring that up is, you if we can go out early and get a score or two, some things will start to transpire on that sideline over there. Offensively for us, hit the A-gap, get on the edge – Go over top. Basically, the game plan that we've had against App State and the game plan we had against Marshall, uh, work the outside, then work the hashes, then work the edge with the running game, and just keep an accordion effect on offense. I think the play that's going to be real big for us is if we can get to the outside on their defense, they will over-pursue. I've seen that in the film, gentlemen. And then we can bust things up the middle with Reese White, get Jared Brown, uh, get, get Bedgood, Bedgood had a great play against App State on one or two plays. Is he actually back? He's good. It looked like he was good. Yeah. He, yeah. He was in a, so, if you can get – First bed play of the good game, we went Bedgood. First play yeah. of the game. That's right. So, if you get Bedgood on the corners, you get Reese White up up in the A-gap right there. That's what I feel like. It, they're going to start to overcompensate. And then they'll back off. If we go up top, I mean, we can really get them in – for those listening, we can really get them in, a, in an accordion-type defense where we're up top on their – you know, they've got nine in the box. And then, you know – we're running it when they've backed off into a nickel package. I mean, that's what this game could transpire to. But it all predicated on one thing. We make them one-dimensional offense. You can say that for any week, but Southern Miss is that team. It's just like Georgia State. It's just like Marshall. If we can make them have to throw the football, it could get real fun and, and, get, and get real big for us on our way to hopefully clinching the East title to go to the Sun Belt title game
2: you know one thing that jumps out at me too real quickly from well, I give it back to a, give, it, give it back to chili they turn the ball over a lot they turn it a over lot. 20 turn, 21 turnovers are minus 6 in a that lot. department i mean so that's that's not uh, you know and for them to be 5 and 4 with that kind of turnover margin to me is kind of remarkable meanwhile we're plus 11 so yep. and I, I mentioned how many times we've turned you know turned people over this season so watch watch the turnover game on on Saturday night, we can turn, you know, turn them over two or three times and turn those into scores, you know.
1: Yep. Joe, uh, shall I text y'all real quick. You, Joe, you just remember me of something. Don't be shocked, uh, Till Nation, Strut Nation, if we block a punt this week. Don't be shocked if we block one or return one. Their special teams is pretty porous and pretty horrendous. Um, Georgia State almost blocked two or three. Uh, who was it? Georgia State and two other schools guy that I watched. They they either tipped one or they I mean they were countless times. They were just a half a step away. I believe our guys can get to one this week. So I'm marking it down Chilly, for next week. We are going to get a big special teams play. Block punt, return punt, or kickoff. I, I this I'm telling you their special teams looked um pretty horrendous on the four games that I watched this year so far. So I'm writing it down. Special teams
0: big play, blocked kick or punt. What are we what are we doing? I don't know, Joe, TD. What are you I'm pinning you down. You Give me feeling? one I, TD.
1: I'm going. I'm going block punt. I'm going block. We're, we're blocking. The there point. it is. There's TD. More. Do hey, you swear
0: a- by Seymour de Campus?
1: That <laughs> <laughs> guy's name, man. On I the can't. feathers I- of Seymour
0: de Campus. <laughs>
1: I don't know why that guy's name cracked me up, man. That's awful. Why would they name a mascot that?
0: Good old (laughs) Seymour.
1: I mean, call the schools in Hattiesburg. Why not call him like Hattie, or Berg? I mean, something other than.
0: Maybe our Twitter poll this week could be four new options other than Seymour DeCampus. What do you think? (laughs) Jesus mercy. I think Joe likes it. (laughs) all right let's let's skip ahead to the fun stuff now td um times are tough these days financially paychecks are stretched thin often joe would you trust your retirement to just anyone Mm -mm. he's muted but he went no td you appreciate sound financial leadership and decision-making, don't you?
1: I do as a former banker, yes.
0: There you go. So let the fine folks at Brett Favre Financial guide you through these rough times. With the help of Governor Phil Bryant, also a Southern Miss grad, you can trust Brett Favre Financial to look out for your welfare, not anyone else's, that's for sure. You'll have the backing of federal funds, the opportunity to be a part of the Mississippi Community Educational Center—they made that up. You'll have the chance to invest in Southern Miss volleyball. That's right, Brett Favre Financial. It's safe,
1: maybe. Mm. That was that was that was probably one of the more cold-blooded ones we've done all year, man. <laughs> Joe's <laughs> muted. Joe's muted. Cold. Joe's muted.
0: But he's letting me have Joe, you're it.
1: Muted. Muted. joe you're muted
2: sorry well, man, but, uh, joe, you're I'm having, having a great you time said that. I, here i am talking to myself I, I, cold was the first <laughs> word that came to my mind too td it was cold 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 it wasn't hot hot
1: hot hot, hot. <laughs> hey, for those that don't understand why we're doing that is there was a great we look our football marketing team or our, our 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 team does a great job it if you troll us, we're gonna troll you back. If if you don't troll us, we're not trolling you. App State trolled us bad, and they had a promotional video for their university from 16 years ago. I found it, and it said Appalachian hot, 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 and it, that that's where that's coming from, y'all. But so I will tell you this. it's
2: two and a half minutes of, of it's two and a half minutes of hilarity, quite frankly. <laughs> well, there's about 30 <laughs> seconds at the point where this podcast right now,
0: y'all, cause we're wrapping up the uh, big block of the podcast right now, but. At this point, if you listen to the podcast and you guys go back and hear it, you will have heard that commercial already in this podcast. <laughs> I told you I couldn't let it oh, go.
2: Hey. Let's go to Twitter poll results. Hey, 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 hey real, real quick, one quick tidbit about Southern Miss, though. You, you're not naming off some stuff. You know that in the, in the Sunbelt Conference, we have two stadiums that have named themselves, two schools that have named their football stadiums The Rock. Okay, That's so true. we played at Appalachian State a bunch of times. They call their place the Rock. Southern the Miss calls their home place the Rock. That goes back to the 30s when the players actually helped build the stadium, literally out of rock. That's why it was called the Rock. I I I, I was on. A, I did a radio hit earlier this year. So anyway, I, I just want to throw that in there. Kudos to that. Those guys. I think That's they were the original Rock. So anyway, carry 19, on.
1: 191938, I believe it was.
2: I think so too. Some somewhere in the 30s.
1: Yep. That's pretty cool.
0: I, mean, I didn't know.
2: Thirty-eight
1: was it?
0: Yep. So we had two big Twitter questions we want to get through this week. The first one was, um, and right after we finished wrapping up this show last week was, if you're tailgating and having a strut themed tailgate, which beverage are you more likely to consume between the Info Joe IPA, TD's Lather Lager, or Chili's Amber Ale? Fifty-three percent of the vote went to The Info Joe IPA. Joe, look at you. You drink it, you know a lot of stuff, and then you go to bed at (laughs) 8.
2: Or 7.30, depending on how strong it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The second question I have, which I really had a good time with this one, was, as a fan base, are we hoping that App State kind of gets it together and ends up making a bowl because there's you know, there's always the argument. You don't want your rival Ooh. to do well, but at the same time, you want the conference and people you've beaten to perform well after you beat them to make yourself look better. So the question was, do we want App State to kind of you know, do better to rest it away and end up making a bowl? Simple question. Yes or no. 70-30, our fan base said no.
2: <laughs> That's cold. Not hot,
1: cold as ice. <laughs> I, you know,
2: this, just, just from an uh, objective standpoint, I think it would help us and the league if they went, honestly. You know, it would.
1: It would. That's where you now, now do I right care?
2: Now. No, but I mean, it would help. I think it would. The optics, would. and you know, we've beaten them. We we could say we beat a bowl team. That would help.
1: That's true. the what uniform brought to, to bowl us. Eligible.
2: Yeah.
0: T D, this is a fun part for me and you. Uniform discussion. The the good fellas at Coastal Football Equipment, the best football equipment crew in the entire country. They always send us what the uniform combo will be. So this week we've got a black helmet with the um, logo that you have on your sweatshirt there, T D, on the helmet, our American Chauncey logo. There needs to be a name for that.
1: Patriotic Chauncey.
0: Patriotic Chauncey. uh... Chauncey, Washington. Like George Washington? Mm. It'll,
1: come it'll, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. It'll come
0: to me. It'll come to it'll Um, come. Teal come. jerseys, teal pants this week. So we've got black lid with the American Chauncey logo, teal jerseys, teal pants.
1: I was hoping we'd go black lids and all white, man, because that is a smooth look. That black lid, all white is a smooth look. But I do like the black lid and all teal, too. We um, wore that look against
2: Chauncey. Army and won.
1: And we did, we did, we did.
0: So, this is about, America's favorite that? time in the podcast. TD, you don't don't stall it. It's time for trivia. Captain Chauncey. Captain Chauncey. How about General Chauncey. Chauncey? What do you think, Joe?
2: I like it.
1: Which one? Cap- there you go. There's a Twitter poll right there. That's it. Patriotic Chauncey is going to be Captain Chauncey. General Chauncey, Chauncey Washington. Mm, that's, uh, let's don't go presidential. Come on, we got we got to come up with a third option, gentlemen. General, Captain, Patriotic you know Chauncey, what? or other.
0: To be determined. yeah TBD. I like it. I like it. I like. Speaking it. of TD or TBD. All right, what's Joe, the question? will TD stand for trivia dominant or trivia deficient this week? Ooh. TD, here's your question. Mm-hmm. That was some was shade, wasn't it? That was hot, <laughs> hot, hot. TD, we recently had a blackout, and okay. after the game, you were probably blacked out. But here's the question. The last time no. Coastal wore all black, they won. Who did they beat?
1: He's Googling it, Joe. <laughs> Man, he is Googling the answer. All, well, last time we were all black, all black in general, or just all black at home?
0: It's very I, I guess in general it would be at home, wouldn't it?
1: I mean, the last time we were.
2: The debate the is the best part of this black? question, Joe. <laughs> I know. He he grinds overthinks it so bad. It's crazy.
0: And the guys at the equipment place—they we send me questions just to ask him to mess with him. That's what this—this this is what it's getting to now. So trivia is brought to you by Coastal Football Equipment. You guys, I told get on YouTube and watch TD just to isolate him. I like to put his face on the scoreboard when an opponent is trying to kick a field goal or something. Just put his face just doing this, like he's taking his hat off. You
2: off. know, I. I I am going You to should do that when the that. officials have a problem when the officials are trying to figure something out and you have TD just kind of going like they <laughs> the can't TD figure it out you know the TD officials over there the TD grunt, they're like looking at the, the TD grud. they can't see what's going on and like hey they screw up a call and TD just has all these looks on his face like oh my gosh
1: the problem with wearing all black is this i could think of some great memories we wore all black when we beat James Madison
2: my junior year um, I th- I think I know what it is. If it, I think I know what what the answer to this one is. What well, I, I haven't looked, but I we think we're
1: all black. Wait a minute, did we wear all black in the Cure Bowl when we beat Northern Illinois? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm gonna go all black Cure Bowl Northern Illinois.
0: TD. The answer was it was last season, but it was against Troy. Oh, Now, bonus points. Well, you didn't get any points. Some points. TD, what was the score in that game? This is significant. The Troy game when we wore all black that you missed the answer to that question just then. Joe, this face right here is what I'm talking about he's making. See it? This is the face I'm talking about
1: am it. was it was the game lost off State. It was raining. It was either like 21. It was either 35-28 or 21 It was a, like a one-score game. 25-28. You're
0: actually in the ballpark. Um, the score this past Thursday when we wore all black was 35-28. The victory over Troy was
2: 35-28. I didn't remember that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was thinking. For some reason, I was thinking the last time at all black was the BYU game, and I know we we wore all black against BYU, but I, I've forgotten the you know, thing last year. I
1: thought. we all black
2: in I well, you know what? Come to come to think of it, I think we did. I think we did that against Liberty, not Northern Illinois. I think we wore all black against Liberty. I knew was, I, I I was thinking last year for some reason because when you said that, I thought, yeah, he might be right about that. But I keep up with this I can, stuff on the I can notes, check on but,
0: but I think weren't we the away team last year
2: against Northern Illinois? No, we wore teal. They, we, they wore white. We water. did wear teal. We did wear,
1: we, 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 oh, we all black. The standard. The standard. Black lids. I got you. Teal top. We, black bottom.
2: We wore all black against Liberty in the Cure Bowl the first time we played the Cure we Bowl. We're
1: all black. We black. right, and then we went it's still tough versus Illinois. Uh, the standard.
2: Uh, well, Ooh, TD's connection is kind of getting. He, he sounds like one of them people. People, you know, they black out their face on one of these uh, Dateline NBC things. They talk, you can't hear. Them. They they do something with their voice. Battery's working the drive through McDonald's. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, I we can hear you. I want a double cheeseburger and a cup. I'll take a 10 piece. I want a 10 piece. He's the teacher from Charlie Brown. That's what he's doing. That's right. That, that's right. Yeah, the teacher from Charlie me? Brown. Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear us?
1: Is the old board Maps who said
2: he but
1: on Tuesday and Pops on Wednesday and Thursday. He ain't nothing from nobody.
0: I think TD stands for technical difficulties. I think he's got some technical difficulties, too. So we might <laughs> want to
2: wrap this one up here.
0: All right, Joe. So uh, we're recording this on Tuesday the 8th. So you have the Colin show tomorrow night, right?
2: That's correct. 7 and 8 at Walk On Sports Bistro. Coach shadow will be back with me. Uh, we'll talk about App State, and uh, we'll take your questions, and we will preview what's going on in the Sun Belt, and talk about obviously the big game against Southern Miss, with the uh, Sun Belt East Division championship up for grabs if we take it. It's there for hours,
0: for the taking. TD, where can we find you in Seymour to campus hanging out? <laughs> it's like one of those remote shows CNN did, like when during the Gulf War in the '90s. It's like he's Bernard oh, Shaw under the bed hiding while Baghdad gets bombed right now. That's what it Aye, sounds you got
2: like. The, you got the Scud missiles coming in everywhere.
1: <laughs> um, to to give back to all our fans again. Also, all our veterans, thank you so much for those active service and those that have served.
0: It's like he's working for the Weather Channel and there's a hurricane coming. He's standing outside
2: in it. <laughs> Jim Cantore, and it's blowing through about 80 miles an hour. And he's Did he stay safe in Baghdad right? with the hurricane, okay? I know. Oh you can goodness. catch
0: the Strut. He don't know what we're talking about. Look, he's got his hands up in the air. Like, he's struggling with trivia still. Um, <laughs> you can catch the Strut Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, at the Strut Podcast, uh, the blog site, the Strut Podcast, uh, at .wordpress.net or .com, excuse me. Facebook and YouTube, just type in the search box, go find us on YouTube, subscribe, and uh, you'll get updates when our videos get uploaded to these shows. Guys, I think
2: we're we're all wrapped up. Any final thoughts? Nope. Big one Saturday night. If you got a ticket, come out. Be there. Get early. Get there early. Make a lot of noise. Let's wrap this thing up. Let's do it in style. Come find me at the Alumni
0: tealgate. and if you listen to the strut and you tell me you listen to the strut, I'll give you a free strut pin while supplies last. We're almost out of pins, guys.
2: That's a good problem to have. Let's order up a batch more. Let's do do some more. TD, can you say shots up for us? Maybe not. Man, his connections are really bad. There he goes. He's doing it. Yeah. Okay. We'll take that to be a shots up. Shots up, everybody.
0: Strut Nation, Kill Nation. We just finished another good episode, and I'm being joined by my little assistant, little Penny. Say shots up, Penny. Say shots up. Say it. Up. There you go. So hope you enjoyed that episode. Absolutely yeah. breakdown, Southern Miss Preview. I know. Wait, 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 wait. You're doing a good job. We kick off this Saturday at seven thirty. <laughs> you are doing it. So we'll see you then. Say Sean's up, Penny. Say Sean's up. The Strut is a 5403 production. She's getting whiny.